0: All right, Ambush, today we are rejoined by a guest that joined us about a year and a half ago here when we were discussing an EP that he released, a homage to a town that he lived in, one Lethbridge, but now he doesn't live in Lethbridge, he's located in Calgary. We got some new music on the way as well from my man, Van duel, how is it going today? Evandendul. Uh,
1: Not too bad. I'm on video this time. The first time we did this, I thought it was like an audio only thing because I knew it from the SoundCloud and then I heard like other episodes of people talking about the visual stuff that they were seeing and I was like,
0: oh, okay. We actually added the video after our first chat so yeah it's uh the first ones we tried was november of 2020 and then i started doing it full-time 2021 so it's i'm glad that we can join you in video format here this time around it's very nice to see your face here today while we have this conversation
1: yeah it feels but a lot less like talking on the phone now so it's it's a little easier to actually see people
0: it's not quite as good as in person still but the video adds just a little bit where like it makes it a little bit easier not to interrupt people and like actually like see expression which is wonderful right yeah exactly Ah, i love it and i also just love seeing that you've been doing uh, quite a bit you've been keeping busy over this past year and a half here, not just this new single, but all, a whole, all sorts of other things going on inside of your world. So I want to just dive into all of this right away so that we can kind of get through a lot of it. So right off the bat, you have a new single. It is out to the world. It has been out for a little bit here, and now it is entitled... You will not love me forever. So I want to know in between our last conversation with that EP and now when exactly did this single come to life? Well, I started writing it, I think,
1: just a couple of months after uh, The View From Here was released. So it would have been like the fall of 2020 or something like that. and. I kind of wanted to release it like sometime in late 2021, but I didn't really have very much motivation to get it out that early just because I hadn't even been able to do any shows to uh, promote the EP until like the summer. And even then I didn't do a lot of traveling. It was just like Lethbridge and Calgary shows. I couldn't even get anything in Edmonton. So It was sort of like, well, also, I couldn't get any studio recording done for vocals or anything until uh, restrictions started being lifted, so I had to wait for that, and that didn't come until September, so it was a little more delayed than I wanted it to be, but It's kind of been like
0: over a year in the making, really. Okay. So, it's been uh, quite a bit of time here that uh, this has been coming together. As you mentioned, some difficulties, some things that you had to adapt to conquer through. But through time, we have eventually arrived to this destination, to this new single. So, you mentioned that you had to get inside of the studio otherwise. So, did you self produce this? single were you working with somebody inside of that studio to help bring this new song to life?
1: Yeah, so most of it was done the way I usually do my music where I'll put everything into like MIDI tracks on a virtual instrument. But this time I wanted to do something a little different as well. I wanted a bit more of acoustic instruments, so I got this uh buddy of mine who has an upright piano named uh his name's Gabriel Thane Olson. and I got him to let me record some stuff on his piano and uh beside that, I also wanted to get some violin in there, and so I needed a studio for that because I don't have anything to record violin with, so I got uh Matt Rutterberg at. The farm back in the outskirts of Lethbridge over there. And because I was already recording violin there, I figured I should probably also do vocals in studio as well, especially because the violinist I got is also a vocalist. And for those of you who don't know, her name is Megan Brown, also known as Makizma. She's also a very talented artist who is still based in Lethbridge. And yeah, so this one was a little
0: more of a collaborative effort than my previous releases. Okay. Okay. And that was one thing that I did notice inside of this single was that instrumentation. So what was it exactly that sort of inspired you to add that um, maybe a little bit more of that real feel to the music. I think initially
1: it was because I wanted a violin in that. I don't quite remember what inspired me to do that. I think it was just because I came up with the melody for the, for the part that eventually went to the violin and figured that was the best instrument to play that on and i think another thing that led me to that point was because uh one of my reference points for making the song was the song bloodbuzz ohio by the national so so i wanted that kind of more piano heavy sound without completely going in that direction because it's still it's still easier to make music just with like midi instruments and with synth instruments just cuz it gives it gives you less
0: time where you have to be in the studio so it's it's a little cheaper to do it that way mm-hmm. cheaper and then sourcing the musicians aligning the times it's all of these factors that go inside of it right yeah Absolutely. But it came into a very beautiful sound. So I appreciate the time and effort that uh, went inside of crafting this track. So, of course, with the lyrics, you will not love me forever. Is that the exact energy that is going inside of this song from a, a lyrical aspect? The song's kind
1: of metaphorical the way I've written it. The lyrics originally were going to be about uh, something else. It was kind of going to be like a final word on uh, this kind of relationship I had with somebody. Not like a literal relationship, but like it was somebody that I wrote a few songs about on uh, the the self-titled album. And this was originally going to be this kind of... Uh, cathartic kind of last word on the situation just just to like say that that i would i kind of understand the situation a little better now and i'm trying to move on but then i realized the the person i was writing about probably wasn't going to hear it anyway so it wasn't going to have quite the catharsis i was hoping for so i figured i should probably write it about something else And I figured it was, it was a very sad sounding song still. So it had to have a very like melancholic theme to it still. And so I started thinking about writing it as this kind of paranoid love song about someone who's with someone, but he feels like it's not going to last. Like something's going to go wrong and it's going to fall apart and then the problem i had with that was i bait like all of my songs are at least semi autobiographical and i didn't really have a real world analog in my in my life situation that i could connect that to so i so i thought well maybe it won't be a literal paranoid love song maybe it'll be about something else but it'll sound like a paranoid love song. So I decided it would actually be about just kind of a fan base and feeling like they're not going to stick with you. So I wrote, so I wrote it in that kind of context. And if you, if you look through some of the details in the lyrics that kind of goes, there's kind of hints of, of, of that. So the way that I wrote it also kind of makes it more universal because it sounds like it's about a romantic relationship, but it's not. But you could also make it about like a friendship that feels like it's falling apart or some sort of other non-romantic relationship that You feel like there's something wrong with it and that in some way it's going to backfire. So I think I like how I managed to make it a little more open to interpretation and that anyone can take from it whatever they want.
0: Absolutely, because uh there's various types of relationships through life, like you mentioned, whether that be a uh love relationship, there can be a family relationship, a relationship with a fan base, it's there's so many different ways. And sometimes we do get that feeling of self doubt where, well, what happens if suddenly this person doesn't like me anymore, right? Or these people or otherwise.
1: Yeah, and this was Especially brought on by the pandemic because suddenly we couldn't do shows anymore and and then we could and then we couldn't again and then we could and then we couldn't again. So it was this kind of feeling of, well, if I can't play live in front of people, what's going to happen to my following?
0: Very true, right? Very true. Especially if you've built like a uh, local following or even like a small tour circuit or otherwise. Cause yeah, some of those people come out, they see you live, they get used to being able to see you live, and then suddenly you're gone. And do, do they remember you after two years, three years? Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, especially for like out of province touring. Cause then it's like, you've like i've only played each place i've played out of alberta once so it's like there's no guarantee any of them are gonna remember me unless unless they're following my social media still
0: Hmm. and then of course with social media it's all algorithm based some of those algorithms are made to uh try and Get you to spend money on the algorithm rather than the algorithm benefiting you, growing your career. Yeah, (laughs) it can be uh tough. Sometimes it's like you gotta try and utilize different things, whether that be email lists or things too. But who sometimes you see the memes all the time too, where people have like five thousand unread emails. So it's like, how does that work? Sometimes as well, right? You just have to try and just try and have to connect with them at every possible chance. But like, of course we're mentioning that can be difficult. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Uh, Absolutely. All right. I love the depth behind that there. And of course, with this new single actually also comes a B side, a very kind of a, a classic radio feel to that. I really enjoy that thought process here. And of course I'd love to dive behind the b-side here as well today and of course this is a track entitled distant company so take us a little bit behind this song what were you trying to capture with it
1: yeah so uh the original intent for this single was i was gonna put it on seven inch vinyl and then i found out how expensive that was and how much i would have to sell it for which is like twenty dollars Per piece. And I was like, no one's gonna buy two songs for $20. Forget it. At least not my songs. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. Maybe not ever, but here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah. But yeah, that was the original intent, and obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon. But I wanted to still do it as like a a two-song single anyway. And for Distant Company, I kind of wanted it to be almost a reactionary kind of doubling down on my usual style after the A-side being so different. So it's it's got a very explicitly electronic instrumentation to it. It's a little more... I wanted to make it a little more modern sounding so there's less of that 80s, 90s feel to it. There's still there's still an 80s, 90s uh, touch to it, of course, but it's not as obvious as it usually is with my music. I also wanted it to be uh, kind of an opposite almost thematically. So instead of it being like, worrying about a relationship it was about like having having someone like you're talking to like online or something like that just like on the other side of the world basically and there and there's like this kind of connection despite the fact that
0: you might never meet each other in person Mm -hmm. absolutely it's you have no idea exactly what may happen but it's just the uh possibility and then just like having that connection with that yeah. individual
1: yeah so it's more of a it's more of an aspirational kind of romance i guess as opposed to the paranoid
0: romance of the a side <laughs> a little bit of a uh, a flip of the uh, view because once again Everything has a different... There's two sides to every coin type of thing. And uh, love has various forms. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I didn't make it, like, overtly positive or anything because I just don't write that way. This one, this one had more of a... I guess a bit more of a Martin Gore kind of Depeche Mode ballad kind of a rationale behind how I was writing it. So it's like, I'm not particularly unhappy about this situation, but it's not like it brings me immense joy or
0: anything either. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, right? (laughs) Well, you just got to make your best of every situation as uh, it is, because sometimes life has its highs and its lows, but you got to get through the lows in order to truly enjoy the highs sometimes to be able to know the difference between the two and there are many highs that come through life so you just got to do exactly that make the best of it yeah Ah, uh, yeah and of course it's been a little bit difficult with shows being canceled once again but you did get to make the best of a little bit of 2021 there returning to the live stage like you mentioned inside of lethbridge inside of calgary and also doing so with a full band. So what was it like to, uh, A, return to the live stage, and B, add a little bit more of that full presentation?
1: Well, A, it was obviously very, very nice, uh, finally getting to play in front of people again, uh, getting the cheers. Sometimes people would dance. It really depended on... The size of the crowd and the general vibe as well The nice thing about Lethbridge, too, is that a lot of people already know the songs that I'm playing, so it's so it's it's easier to get them into it and and sometimes I'll catch them like singing along to the lyrics, which is always a good feeling. And bringing a band into some of the shows as well is also very liberating i haven't been able to get them into calgary yet but i have managed to have them play this kind of festival outside of some like a small town near the uh, american border and that's really nice because for those of you who haven't seen like images or videos or or just in person shows my, my set is usually this giant massive keyboard, which I am currently using as a desk for my laptop and microphone and also a drum machine and then the laptop itself and sometimes an acoustic guitar. So there's, there's a lot going on that I have to deal with. So adding the band, Really reduced my workload because now I've got this one guy who's doing backing tracks and also playing pads. There's another guy who's playing leads, and there's another guy who's playing bass. And uh, once in a while, I'll get a fourth person to do uh, keyboard parts. So all of that is being is not only being done live in a way that it hasn't been done before but it also gives me space to do whatever I want on stage. And a lot of people have pointed out how much happier I look when I'm doing that. And it's true because I can move around in in ways that I just can't when I have to concentrate on doing multiple parts at once.
0: It allows you to interact with the crowd probably a lot more as well. Yeah awesome well i'm glad to hear that and i hope that one day i can see one of these uh full band shows myself and i hope to do so hopefully very very soon much sooner than later yeah of course they they would just have to be willing to travel with to bc with me is the thing or i'll be in alberta i mean i'm hoping to be a few times in this uh, upcoming year here, and the year is still young, so we shall see. We shall see. Either way, if you're in Calgary, you're in Alberta, keep your eyes open on those Van Induels' social media handles so that you can stay up to date with upcoming dates, new music, all of that fun stuff. That's right. Is right. And of course, there's a few other things that you did get the opportunity to to try your hand at and we were just talking about the uh, live stage and you actually kind of once again sort of got to get on that live stage in a different form in the world of stand-up comedy so what was it like to step inside of the world of comedy
1: it was an unexpected turn for me because initially i didn't think i could do anything like that because all my all the jokes I come up with up to that point were like either off the cuff or they were some sort of like internet meme with some sort of visual aspect that you can't do on stage. And uh, then my roommate at the time entered one of these uh, monthly contests that this comedy troupe back in Lethbridge does called So You Thinking a Comic? It's kind of like this contest where I think they get five, six, seven people every month to come on stage and try their hand at doing some stand-up comedy. And then they'll pick a top three and do a bit more with them. And then they'll pick a winner from those three. And my roommate won one of those. And it kind of got me thinking well maybe i should uh try and write something and see if i can actually do it and then i ended up uh coming up with a script that i could run off of and it managed to be actually longer than the time they actually give you so i ended up uh doing like a comedy open mic with that and it did pretty well comedy open mics never have that receptive of a crowd, but even then it felt okay. So I decided to to use that for the next, so you think you could comic. And then I ended up winning off of that. And because of that, I ended up opening for a show at the comedy club there with a slightly longer set. So I figured that this is something that I should probably start getting into a bit more because I found out I'm actually better at it than I thought I was going to be. So once things kind of calm down and I can start going out more, doing open mics, going to more shows, I would also start getting into the Calgary open mic scene for uh, stand-up comedy and then see if i can get more uh opening slots from there and who knows maybe even a middle
0: or a headlining slot one of these days who knows hey who knows right you've uh it sounds like you've gotten a couple opportunities inside of that world which just sounds like we're waiting for things to open back up and who knows maybe you'll be back up on that stage, not just with that full band, but also spreading the laughs, spreading some love in the form of that funny world.
1: Yeah. I actually got offered a spot for this kind of so you think you could comic uh, past winners kind of thing uh, happening at the comedy club. And I'm not 100% sure if I can make it at the time of this recording, but I'm kind of hoping I can because, one, I do kind of miss the people back at Lethbridge, and two, I haven't been on stage for so long, and even if it's not music, I'll I'll take it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And of course, option three, who's funnier, you or your old roommate?
1: (laughs) Oh, we actually did a follow-up contest for in December where they would get, it was kind of the same idea, except it was a contest where they would get a few people who won previous. So you think you can comics and also just people to fill in the slots. They couldn't fill because people were unavailable. So they would, they would get other contestants who did fairly well, but didn't quite win and my roommate actually ended up beating me so so going off of that
0: i'd say that he's funnier oh well i guess it's time for round 2 hopefully exactly. in the way of van and duel exactly <laughs> and then down the road there's the rubber match <laughs> uh awesome i have had a blast here at chatting about the uh Musical journey, these are uh, new singles here. This new single, and it's a B side with You Will Not Love Me Forever and Distant Company, which the listeners can go and find on their favorite social or their favorite streaming platforms, as well as over on a band camp. And w- as well, I just want to know what does the future hold for uh, One Van and Duel?
1: Definitely more shows at some point it's hard to book anything right now just cuz everything's up in the air but hopefully by the summer I'll have stuff to do again i'm also going to start writing for an album a second full length album once uh this single is out which by the time of recording would be now i'm not sure how long after but it'll—I'll definitely try to make it ready for 2023 because I still want to make this kind of annual release thing going.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, keep it consistent, keep it on track.
1: Yeah. Obviously, there was a hiccup in uh, 2021, but hopefully, that doesn't happen again.
0: Hey, it's—it's uh, it's been a couple of difficult years for. Well, not just the music industry, but a lot of people in general, so yeah. it's um, a hiccup is allowed here and there. Yeah, it's
1: It's a situation in which everyone suffered, so I don't feel so bad about it.
0: It's what what there's so much out of our control. what could you do, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so of course, what I would love to know and now here at the end of this conversation, the end of this interview is. How has this past year and a half since our last conversation, the crafting of these two singles, returning to the live stage with that full band, getting into comedy, and everything else that's been going on inside of your world? How has this time helped you to grow as a person? Or what has it taught you about yourself?
1: I think it kind of opened me up to more collaborative projects. I guess part of that also is because I've also been part of uh, Joshua Beebe and the Forest Orchestra for a while, even before the pandemic. So it was kind of that was kind of an opening into this more collaborative kind of uh, way of doing things, where it's not just me at my computer. Sometimes I'll grab a microphone. I'll put a burlap sack on it to use as a pop filter and then I'll record my vocals on that. And now it's like, well, I need vocals. I'm going to hire someone with a studio and I need these instruments. I should get someone I know who can play these instruments. So it's more, it's more of a case of letting more people, into my own music and that's also true with the live band obviously and uh i I guess what it taught me about myself is that there is something a bit uh synergist about doing things that way that you do you do sometimes need other people to to help you out to get what you want
0: can't do everything by yourself right
1: yeah and and then for the stand-up comedy thing as well it's like sometimes you just have to try things because you don't know if you're gonna be
0: good at them until you do that's exactly it is there's only one way to find out right yeah I, well, I'm glad that you took that chance to do exactly that, to try something new, to find a new passion. And it sounds like it's going uh, very well for you. And these uh, new sounds, these new songs, ooh, also very good. And I thank you so very much for joining us here today on the DTP to dive behind them. Thank you for having me again. My goodness, I Am Bush! I've had so much fun reconnecting here today with Vanden Duel. and you can go ahead and find his new double single, "You Will Not Love Me Forever" and "Distant Company," right now on Bandcamp as well as on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, hit follow, and also go ahead and follow Vanden Duel on your favorite social medias too. So you can stay up to date with new music and anything else that's going on inside of his world. Ah, oh, yeah. And with that, Van and Duel actually reached out to me to set up this interview. And you can actually do that too. It may take me a little while to get to the message. And I can't guarantee everybody will make it onto the show. But you can make a pitch over at desert.tiger.podcast at gmail.com. I would like to thank a German from ypeditor.com for making today's episode sound so good. And last but not least, I need to thank you, the audience, the Am Bush for tuning on in like you love to do. If you've yet to join with the Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the podcast. You can also help us by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review and by heading to our web store at www.deserttiger.shop to get yourself something to represent and support the show. Ah, yeah, and now it's time to tell you. Go out, find your roar, and then let it out into the world and let them know just how powerful, wondrous, and beautiful you and your roar are because you yes you are all of these things and so much more and until next time am bye bye
1: the desert tiger podcast